You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless extended silver unlimited plan. You get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at just 25 bucks a line per month for four lines. You will save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. Well, or at least a lot longer. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe available early 2024. Canva is awesome for so many reasons for your social media, but for work, if you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. This episode brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right, so no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and company while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. All right, on the phone right now is Sarah in South Dakota. Sarah, good morning. How are you? Hey, how are you, Bobby? Doing pretty good. What can I do for you? Hey, well, you know, I just wondered, have you ever been to Mount Rushmore, South Dakota? I have not. not Why? Anymore. No. Well, you know, I have to tell you, in the past two years, this place is booming. People are discovering it. We moved here, and it's honestly the coolest place ever. And people are just like, wow, i never been to North Dakota. And, and no, it's South Dakota. So I wondered if you've ever been. Seen Mount Rushmore? Been to North Dakota, climbing. been in South Dakota, but never seen Mount Rushmore. I had a friend who, they were near there, so they drove over to see it. And they got there, and it was real foggy, and they stood by it and never saw it. Oh, because it was so foggy? so foggy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they'd driven like three hours. They were like... We had a day off touring, so we drove over to, to look at it, and as we got closer, it got foggier, and when we got there, it was foggy, and we stood and took a picture with the fog and never actually saw the heads. It's terrible. That's pretty crazy that people got up there and carved faces yeah. from rock. And they look real. 
From the pictures I've seen. <laughs> you, you mean? The, the, I mean, the I, don't, I, don't, I don't look up there and go, look at those humans up there. No, like but live I, heads. But I mean, that's impressive. It's an yes, actual they, they mountain, it. and they carved their faces that look just like they the did a presents. good job. Yes, they did a good job. Whomever <laughs> it is, they did. It. It's crazy that you that you could even do that. Like get up and mm-hmm. chisel out, or even a machine out of rock. It's amazing those faces. But no, I've never been. Are, are the heads big? What's that? What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> They're super big, but you know it's not just Mount Rushmore. The Custer State Park has is like a, driving through a safari, and I don't think people know that. Like you drive, you literally can see five types of wildlife in front of you. I feel um, like she works for like the Vacation Commission yeah, yeah, for the South Dakota. And she just got a, yeah free commercial, and you know what? We're here for it. <laughs> we love it. People in South Dakota are awesome. I loved it in North Dakota. I went and I did a couple of shows. In North Dakota, which was a little colder than South Dakota, it makes sense, you know, farther from it's the north. Equator, yeah, and I remember the people being so kind, and I did a stand-up show, and I did some kind. It was a pretty good show, and the hotel was right across from the theater. And I don't say that. I don't say I'm at the hotel right across from the theater. But I finished my show, went to the hotel, and I heard, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning. Tommy, and I'm in bed. Tommy, and I was very grateful to the crowd. I mean, they were so nice. And so I can hear somebody yelling for me. And obviously, I love our listeners. And so, again, it's getting closer to my hotel room. Bye. I'm like, all right. So I, I woke up and I walked to the door. I locked that door like crazy. I, I was out and I put a chair up against that door. I was like, I ain't getting stabbed in North Dakota. You didn't want to find out who I loved was. them. They were nice. I just was not interested at that moment in making a new friend, 2 a.m. in a hotel in North Dakota alone. But, uh, Sarah, I appreciate that. Uh, the Tourism Bureau thanks you from South Dakota, and I hope you have an awesome yeah. day. You too, Bobby. Bye. All right, bye. That's a, I, I'm curious about her inspiration or motivation for calling. Uh, maybe she just, just drove through there and was like, needs to share it with the world. Massive fan of those heads. <laughs> maybe. All right, we always want to hear from you. That's where this segment came from. Let's reach into and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been dating a new woman for about three months. A few weeks into the relationship, I noticed that whenever we watch TV together, she always chooses cartoons. It's always an animated show. I didn't think much of it at first. Last month, I wanted to go see... Top Gun Maverick. I invited her. She came to the theater, but at the last minute decided to go see Lightyear instead. So we can meet for dinner after. I thought, that's strange. She'd never said that was her plan, right? Later, I asked her why she bailed on Top Gun at the last minute and why she only ever wants to watch cartoons. Eventually, she admitted she can't really connect or identify with actors. She finds them one-dimensional, which seems weird because I think animation is more one-dimensional than actual people. Now, I'm wondering if she has a problem connecting with real people on screen. Will she have a problem connecting with me in real life if we keep seeing each other? How can I address this before things go any further? Thanks, Ian. You don't have to address this, Ian. This is not a real problem. <laughs> it's weird. You have little idiosyncrasies. You have little quirks. And yeah, I've never met anybody with this. But I don't think her liking to watch cartoons means that she's going to kill you in your sleep or can't relate to another human being. And there are some good cartoons, good animated shows. Yes, I will say again, it's weird. Slightly bizarre even. But I don't think that unless you already want to break up with her, this is a reason to do that. I don't think there's a conversation here. I think because you've only been dating three months, just let it play out. Just And if you're wedding, she wants to be all Simpsons. 
You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> with some people, you take their quirks, and some of the quirks are quirkier than others. I think if you really like her, this is not a reason to create an issue. I'm going to say it again, though. It's weird. <laughs> but I have, I'm sure, a lot of weird stuff about me, some that I don't even know. Amy, what do you think about this? I think it's fine for now, but it could become a problem when you're wanting to, like, actually have her with you at the movies as a date. <laughs> like, like her just bailing, like, last minute. She, there's going to have to be some compromise where you go do the cartoon thing with her and she does the normal non-cartoon thing with you. And isn't that what a relationship is? Yeah, compromise. compromise. Yeah. On some things you never thought you'd compromise on. That's right. I stay up past nine o'clock a lot of nights, guys. Crazy. I never thought I would do that with the schedule <laughs> ever. But you know what? Compromise. Uh, weird, yes. A reason to have a whole sit down town hall meeting, no. Go another three months and hit us back if she's all cartoon all the time. All right. But you're cool. You're okay. If she's awesome, let her be awesome. Ian, thank you for the email. Again, weird, but not so weird. You need to. Have a little sit down, quite yet. All right, thank you for emailing us. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Moments away from Dan and Shay performing in studio. They're going to come in, we'll play their new single, and then they're going to perform a couple old school songs. But, I mean, we've been friends with these guys for a long time. Like, when I moved to town, they had kind of moved to town. We became buddies then. I briefly knew them when they were just Dan and Shay, not Dan and Shay. <laughs> and so it's been pretty cool to watch them become full superstars. And over our times here, I've been like, hey, will you guys do this? They've always done it. It's been so cool. But one of the things that's real funny is that once Eddie and I did a, a parody of their song, Tequila. Yeah. And Tequila's, when I taste tequila. When yeah, I jam. taste tequila. And so I guess we wrote this just for them to sing it. When I taste, what do we say? Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> so oh, before no. they, we're not going to ask them to play this. They're going to play some good old school stuff in a second. But for those that have never heard it, we asked Dan and Shay to do a parody that we wrote, and they said, sure. So here is Dan and Shay. And this thing went viral for a minute, which yeah. is pretty cool. This is a Dan and Shay song written by the Raging Idiots. This is called Chipotle. When I walk into the lobby. A rage just hits my body. I felt that. Yeah. I see a long line. I'm hungry. All the world is funky. Something on the walls, and I'm fine. I'm fine. But when I taste Chipotle and the guacamole, I can't even fit in my favorite T-shirt. I eat so much that it hurts. From fresh avocado. With that hand-picked cilantro Swearing on a Bible, baby, I would stay away I remember how much that I weighed <laughs> When I taste Chipotle When I, when I, when there I, it is. Come when on. I When I taste Chipotle When I, when I, when I oh, oh, oh. When I taste Chipotle When I taste Chipotle it's a good day. Come on! Come on! Come on! It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Mario Castro and his 14-year-old dog, Zoe, were headed to visit his mom in El Paso, and they were nearly the destination when his truck hit a rock 
got stuck on a dirt road. And so he had to get out of the vehicle. There was nobody driving around. So he had to go walk and look for help. So he started walking with the dog. By the way, the dog's 14 years old. And he just walked and walked. And it was 100 degrees. And then he started to go, oh, I'm not in good shape. So he said they were on the verge of death. He was thirsty. They were trying to find some water. Help finally arrived. A guy named Frank Martinez showed up. The guy was just exploring off-road trails when he saw Mario and Zoe. And he's like, guys, I got you. He took them, gave him some food, gave him some water, took him to a hotel. He then paid for that night and then returned the next day and took him back to their abandoned car, which is pretty good. Wow. I, I think I'd have been uh, – I, I think I'd have been starting like, no, just take me to the car. But th- he was like – the guy was obviously hurting. And so he put him in the hotel, took him back, and he's like, if I hadn't stumbled across Frank – I'd probably be dead, and so would my dog. And the crazy part of the story is they tried to find this Frank Martinez. There was a guy named Frank Martinez that lived in the 20s that looked exactly like the one he described. Stop it. Stop it. Are you serious? No, I made that part up. Frank Martinez is a real guy. But wouldn't that be crazy (laughs) if it was like a ghost? They're like, Frank Martinez, he died 80 years ago. (laughs) He died on this exact road. See, that'd have been cool though, right? That would have been cool. That'd have been good. But Frank Martinez is a real guy who saved him and Zoe. And that's a cool story. That's a guy looking out for somebody else. Didn't have to. Went the extra mile. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dan and Shay. Dan, I'll start with you. I was looking at your Instagram and maybe, maybe your wife's Instagram both. And you guys just celebrated five years. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Thank you, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. What's been you guys' secret of success? Just, I would say... I don't know, open communication, you know, like if, if there's something, if there's an issue, talk about it in real time. Don't let things fester up. I I feel like you need to talk every day about things, you know, don't go to bed mad. If there's, if there's an issue, if there's something, just talk about it, you know, say, I love you as much as possible. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like that's a, that's a big part of it. Cause if you just harbor things and let things build up instead of talking and being open about things, I I feel like that's a, that's with any relationship, you know, with Shay and I, or with friends or whatever it may be, it's like something's going on. Talk about it. Be open about it rather than like, you know, letting things build up and build up and then it's just a disaster. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome. We've got such a great relationship, Abby and I. Shane and I have a great relationship. It's all good, man. <laughs> no, it yeah. did. How about it? <laughs> so, two things. One, let's write that down. I think that's a song and we'll just sing it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Communication. Do we give them credit, though? No. You can call they it, didn't mean I to think write you it. could call it fester. Don't let things fester. You know what I mean? Make that, it a little weird, you know? But we could do fester. don't yeah. let things fester, but it... Yeah. You, it's also a sore. Like we go to different yes. ways, and then it's Uncle Fester at the end. Yeah. You got three ways to do <laughs> and it. That's Nashville. You yeah. know the yeah. twist at the end. You play that at the Bluebird, and people give you the standing oh, ovation. Yeah. And then it's all crazy. of a sudden, the actor from the Adams Family, Uncle Fester, comes out. And is like, hey, everybody. <laughs> so think that guy's still around? I don't, I don't actually, which would be really around. weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Shay, with you and your wife, obviously having children is a whole new dynamic in a marriage. Like mm-hmm. how how do you keep a relationship? Um, solid between the two when you have two other younger ones. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, an interesting dance because it's at the beginning, you're just kind of holding on, hoping that every, you know, nothing goes too chaotic. But uh, and it's it, it creates this kind of special bond where you have these two amazing lives that you're trying to just keep alive. And for a while, it was just kind of like, all right, we got to just kind of hold on. But like Dan said, I think open communication and making sure that I think the biggest thing for us is setting aside you know time for ourselves. Because as much as you want to every living waking second spend with your kids, you do need to have those moments where you go away as parents. So when you 
you do come back, you're in a healthier place. Cause I think you can run yourself into the ground, you know, trying to be a great parent, but then you're exhausted and you're not really spending any quality time with your, with your kids. So Hannah and I try to do like a once a week date night and, uh, and not, not that we always get to do that, we try to do that too. but we try to do that. I think it's important to set aside a little bit of time and, and that usually kind of helps alleviate a lot of the stress, you know, throughout the week. I think for any relationship, I bet because on this show we have breaks where we just, we have to get away from each other. We're together yeah. all the time. I assume with you guys, there are probably after you tour and you're on the road and, or you're recording, you're like, Hey, we're just going to take some time away to make sure we're healthy. You guys do that too. Absolutely. For sure. I feel like the Nashville touring system is such a healthy way to do it. It's like, you know, you do three or four shows a weekend versus being gone for six months. You know, when you go to Europe, when you go overseas, it's a little different. It's like we go out on a Thursday night, come back Sunday, spend a little time with the family. I'm out there mowing the grass, you know, doing the thing. And then it's like before you know it, you're back on the road. I feel like those intermittent breaks like that yeah. keep it keep it healthy. Um, but, yeah, it, COVID was crazy where we didn't see each other for the longest time. And it was like start going a little stir crazy. Are we still a band? Are we still doing this? And then we got back together and we, the first time we got back together, we wrote, I should probably go to bed. So yeah. maybe that little break there was healthy. It was healthy. But uh, we're enjoying the uh, the momentum right now. It's great. Dan and Shay are here. They have a, a new song that it's been on the record, but it's the new single. And Scuba was like, their new song, You. And I'm like, I already know that song. It ain't that. It ain't that. <laughs> He's like, well, it's new because it's now their single. And I was like, oh, okay. And so... We're going to call it new because a lot of our audience probably hasn't heard it yet. Yeah. Probably because they don't invest in Dan and Shay like I do and listen to every song on the album. You're every, in, dude. Every You're night guy, before man. I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah Before yeah, the yeah. album comes out. <laughs> so uh, this song, you, uh, Dan, you wrote it with a couple people that I really like, who's Day Barnes, love them, and Jordan Reynolds, you've worked with a lot in the past. Yep. So when you go into a room and you, you're writing this song, you, like what, who, who spits out? Because you itself as a word, you know, not that new. There's a lot of songs called You. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's so tough tell to cut me, through on the, tell me um, about, the search engine. You know, kind of how this song started. I think the original hook was You and Only You, which I think is cool. Like, you know, something right down on the phone is like, hey, what about that title? And we threw that out and it was like, you know, we didn't reinvent the wheel. Dan and Shay, we do love songs. That's kind of what we do, you know. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to have a bunch of songs that have become people's wedding songs, speechless from the ground up, that kind of thing. And that's just what works for us. That's kind of our lane. That's what we do. And and that hook, You and Only You, is, you know, how it started. And it was like, that's cool. And that became like, a, you know, the post-chorus, you know, right after the chorus. And it was, a, it was a big part of the song. And it was like, we want to make this song about a moment. And the whole song, I feel like, is just that moment. You're standing there with somebody. You're dancing. It's just the two of you. And I feel like this song is, has kind of been that for us. And we're seeing that on social media media that's kind of why we decided to make this a single you know we put this song out and it's been fan favorite since day one and um we decided to listen to our fans for once you know and here we are <laughs> you once. Know? all you guys just listen to your fans that's we why all, they love you so do. much we have to, you yeah know? they love you guys Go. on the bobby bones show now dan and shay well my favorite two guys are here and so dan and shay is also with daddy and lunchbox yeah yeah you guys are also here which is pretty cool um so you know, I, I just love so many of your songs, but I think there are songs when people, when they go, oh, Dan and Shay, I love tequila or I love, but I was thinking about if someone said, what are your favorite Dan and Shay songs? You know, from the ground up was like the first time that I felt like you guys weren't just going to be a success, but you guys were going to be a monster that people had to look out for. I don't know if you guys felt like that. Did you feel like that song was your first massive momentum song instead of just like a big song? I feel like that one was very special. And it was also very, you know, close to our hearts. It was a very personal song. And I think just watching the reaction when we first kind of started playing that song, it was like, okay, I think this is, there's some real substance to this song. And it was the first one that I feel like we really started 
kind of seeing people, you know, drawn to. Not that, you know, people didn't like songs like Nothing Like You or 19 EMA. They love those songs, but From the Ground Up was a, definitely a moment, and it was like, okay, I think that we're here to stay for a little while. Yeah, I feel and, like uh, it was a yeah. tear changer for you guys. Yeah. Because as a, with the first album, you really can only achieve so much for people like, let's see if they can do it again. Yeah. Sure. And then you guys did it again, and I don't know. I'm just trying to remember. Was there like a video in a church or a video in like an old building when you guys were releasing this song? And it was like we we're listening to the acoustic. I don't know, but I just remember. And maybe I made it up in my no, head. No, I think it was when we were recording it at Oceanway. We did that. We cut strings there, and yeah. it was a whole deal. Maybe that's what it was. John Esposito, the head of our record label, Warner Music Nashville, he did a whole thing. He flew everybody in. Everybody at the label felt like this song was so special, even though the demo is like the worst demo ever. It's so bad. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. People saw through it. I think it was just the words, the feeling of the song. And he flew everybody in. And you, you guys know Espo. He gave the whole speech and set it up. And it was amazing. And everybody was inspired. And we all knew it was a special song. And uh, you guys played the heck out of it, so it's Can crazy. We, it's still a big one at our show. Uh, for, from our group here, would you mind playing just a verse and a chorus of From the Ground Up? Grandma and Grandpa painted a picture of 65 years of one little house. More than a memory, more than saying I do. Kiss you good nights and I love you. Me and you, baby, will walk in their footsteps, build our own family one day at a time. Ten little toes, a painted pink room, a beautiful baby looks just like you, and we'll build this love. Ground up now till forever. It's all of me, all of you. Just take my hand, and I'll be the man your dad hoped that I'd be. And we'll build this love from the ground up, for worse or for better. And I will be all you need beside you. I'll stand. Through the good and the bad, we'll give all that we have and we'll build this love from the ground up. That's amazing. Come on. Hey, hey here's a real question. I need a, like an honest answer. Do you guys still like to be told, hey, wow, you're really good? Because you are, and obviously you know that, or you wouldn't be to the stage, and you have so much success. But if, if we're like, wow, that was really good, do you, are you like, duh, or That's are you like, thank you? That's an absolute human, you know, feeling, never just to be, never take it for granted, because I feel like there's, you know, you do, especially the more you get into it, you know, the less and less we get to do things like this acoustic, which first on, like, when we first started, that was really what got people like, oh, these guys are like, they can sit down and do this with an acoustic guitar, and anyone can kind of, not anyone can go into the studio and sound amazing, but... I mean, there's a lot of people, if the song is amazing, you know, it doesn't mean that you're very good live. And so that was, we always really prided ourselves on, you know, trying to put together a good live show. And especially when it's like this, like to have someone say, you guys sound really good. That means a lot to us because well, that's, there's no, you know, there's nothing covering us up right now. You're so good that it's intimidating to tell you that you're good because it almost <laughs> feels like we're insulting you by going, hey, you guys are really good. It's a weird thing because you've crossed that line of, it's just so elite that if I tell you you're good, you're like, yeah, duh. I don't know. It's a weird I don't, we don't thing. feel that way. Okay. I, I feel like it's, you'd be surprised. I mean, it's, we're so grateful that we're getting, we're open for Kenny Chesney right now in stadiums, which is 
dream come true. We grew up going to that show for you know ten years. Like we know every single word. We're fanboying in the crowd the minute we get off stage. It's a whole thing. But when you're on that level, when you're playing in a stadium, yes, it's incredible. You know, we played in my hometown, Pittsburgh. We played at Heinz Field. Dream come true. You're playing to 65,000 people, which is amazing, hearing them sing, sing the words back. But it's not as much of that personal connection as when you may be going out on radio tour or doing clubs or doing theaters where you can talk to every fan. You're literally right there. In a stadium, it's, it's incredible, but it's a little bit different. You know, there's so many people. You don't have as much of that personal connection where you're not as often hearing people say, like, that was really good. That was incredible. You're feeling it on a, on a massive scale, but it's not that personal thing. So when we can come in here, you guys see so many people come through here. When you guys say that or when you compliment us, it means a lot. It really does. Well, we clap for everybody, regardless of how good they are. Because it's a show, we want to be nice. But is there anybody you haven't clapped for? Like, what's the vibe? Uh, we'll the, talk about it off the air. Well, We're the honest the answer to that is you can basically tell by what I say after a performance. Sometimes I'm like, well, how about that? <laughs> or how about, yeah. how about that? Or man, that's great because I know it's hard to get up early in the morning and come in here and perform. That's me trying to give like a padding yeah, yeah. because sometimes it is. You're good at what and you do. sometimes people so there are different responses. But the only other person I felt kind of dumb at going, wow, that was really good was Carrie. Because we were doing a thing together at the opera and she came out and she crushed it. And I was like, dang, that was so good. And then I'm like, she knows she's so good that maybe she it's insulting for someone to act like it was so good they were surprised and going, wow. So anyway, that's my question. You're so good that I feel bad about telling you you're good. Uh, that's very kind. But I even carry anyone who does anything professionally, having someone that, that you care about their opinion or even a random person, having them say like, hey, man, that was really, really good. I think till the day that you die, I think that still feels good. It's just a human thing because I think the more successful you become, the less you hear it. And I think, I mean, you look at these very successful people start to get kind of insecure and, you know, they have all these, these kind of problems that happens. Cause it's like, probably cause people stop telling them <laughs> that they were good. You know, there's a point where you can, you think that your, you know, your crap don't stink at some point, but I feel like still as far along in your career as you are hearing that still is like, thank you. I needed to, I needed to hear that. That's a real thing. I bet, yeah. listen, what do I know? But I bet Garth, people don't tell him, Hey man, that was really good. Because yeah. he's a legend and he know and everybody knows and he's always been really good. But a guy like Garth probably needs to be told, "Hey man, that was really good." Yeah. Maybe we should get Garth. We should call him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, Garth, I just wanted to say back in nineteen, once you showed us seven, you did amazing, and I've been holding that for all this time. I want to go back again. I want to go back to the first record. Nothing on you was on the fir- nothing like you was on the first record, right? Yeah. Short, short hair, Dan. Uh, see if I remember this right. Short hair, Dan, standing up. In slightly ahead of a sitting down Shay, is yeah. that right on the front right? Oh yeah, yep. Oh yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it usually goes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had brown boots. I'm still wearing the kind of the same clothes. I got like we got a bunch of clothes at the beginning. I've been wearing them out for yeah. sure. Oh, the yeah. same I got this clothes. Was the first week, yeah. yeah this is the first week. Dude. I have underwear yeah. from high school. Well, maybe college. I think high school has finally gone away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you guys mind going back and playing nothing like you? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We haven't done this one. No, we have not. I remember when I first met you Sipping coffee in a corner booth You were swirling your hair And I just had to stare for a minute or two I was laughing at your stack of books Then you shot me that smile Hey, beautiful girl In your own little world Let me in it You got all of my attention And you ain't even trying yeah, you're my kind of different 
Yeah, never seen nothing, nothing like you. The shades all spinning in the summer rain, dancing when there ain't no music. I'm just the right kind of crazy, but baby, there's something about you. Rocking that rock and roll t-shirt, whole party dressed up on you. Just doing your thing, ain't nobody ever seen nothing like you. How about Thank that? Wow. Hey, look, at those, look at those guys. Well, I know hey, how, about those guys how about that? Yeah, how about that? I'm just kidding. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I'm still blown away listening to this guy That's sing. Awesome. Like the first time I heard you sing, I was completely, uh, it's still the same thing every time. I'm sitting there like looking at you, geeking out. This guy's good, man. What hey, would you tell those two guys, like right now, if you, I brought them in? Because I could be wrong on this, but 19, you and me, I think it was a hit, but it wasn't a number one song, right? Did it hit number yeah, one? Yeah, number 11. Uh, is that it was number only eleven? Didn't even wow. the top ten. Okay, Keith Crazy. Evans' cop car kind of stiff armed us out of there. That might that was your number first number one, right? Yeah, nothing like you. Yep. What would you tell those two guys if I were able to sit you two with those other two? Like what? What if? What would you tell them after, where they are there and where you are now? I'd be like, first of all, what are you wearing? And you've been wearing that jacket for months now. It's disgusting. I don't know, man. I would just say it's so hard to, to be like, all right, what would I tell myself? Because I feel like the biggest thing and the biggest growth for us is like going through the trials that we went through. And I don't know that I'd tell myself anything because I made a lot of stupid mistakes. But where I'm at right now, I'm very thankful for those mistakes. Obviously, you don't want to have to go through some of those things. But I don't know what I'd tell myself. I'm so grateful for where we're at and the fact that we're still doing it. And I would just tell myself to just hold on. You just did the right. genie more wishes thing. And I don't I don't love it, but I'm going to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Like if <laughs> I got you three wishes, wishes I would like more wishes, genie. I'd like more wishes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do understand it. Yeah. I was looking for something a little more salacious and controversial, but okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Shay, what about, or Dan, what about you, buddy? I would say just enjoy it. Enjoy every minute of it. I mean, when we were first starting to get some hits, I remember Charles Kelly told us, he's like, because they had just had Need You Now and like just the biggest songs ever. And he was like, dude, it goes by fast. When you're in it, you don't realize you're in it. So just enjoy it. Appreciate those moments. You know, whether you're winning or losing at an awards show, just enjoy the fact that you got invited to be there, to be sitting in those seats. Because there was one point in your life where you would have given up everything to be in those seats. And we had that kind of stretch with Tequila, the Speechless, 10,000 Hours, all those songs. And we did enjoy it. That's the beautiful thing about our friendship and us being in a duo. We're able to keep each other in check and be like, this is crazy, dude. We just won a Grammy. Or like, we're performing. Oh my gosh, Beyonce's right. This is insane. But it does go by fast. And when it's happening and you're having unprecedented success or whatever, you don't realize that's happening when you're in it. And you look back on it and it's like, wow, that's insane what we did. You know, and you get to feel that. COVID was tough because you didn't get to feel it in real time. But you get to feel that when you go out on the road and hear people sing the words back to you. That's a tangible proof that those songs connected with people. But when it's happening... I feel like it passes you by pretty quickly because we're all competitive. We wouldn't be where we are if we weren't. And you're looking towards the next thing. You're hustling, you're grinding, you're head down, you're staying focused, which you should. But I think that causes you to miss some of the good moments. And I would say, you know, all things considered, if I could guarantee that uh, we would end up where we are today, I'd say just, you know, enjoy every bit of it. Look around, take it all in. And uh, yeah, it goes by fast. So got to appreciate it. There they are, Dan and Shay. The new song for radio, the new single is You. Uh, we played it earlier. We'll play it again later on. The album is called Good Things. Uh, it's been almost a year 
since that record came out. So I'm not even gonna. I'm just assuming you guys are working on stuff. You can just nod or something. Yeah, <laughs> We've got cool. a lot of stuff. All right, good. All right, good. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. All right, all right. How about that? <laughs> oh, and I will say this. I will, I will say thank you to you two because um, thank you to your loyalty to this format because you've had such unprecedented success that you you guys easily could have, have been offered. You could have easily said, you know what? We can actually go and just stay in the pop world and make more money make but you didn't like you're loyal to country music and i don't think you get the credit for kind of digging in and going this is who we are and what we're doing and songs may cross over because they're so successful you can't really help that but you guys chose to stay in this because they you were dragged out people were like come on move (laughs) over here go more but you didn't and so i would just like to say thanks from the entire format to you guys because i appreciate the effort and what you guys do for country music uh, thank you for saying that. that. That means a lot, seriously, because that is uh, we're loyal to this format because they've been loyal to us, and we have so many incredible fans that, I mean, we're we're here uh, right now because of country music, and you know we'll we'll, we'll always be appreciative of that, and uh, we'll stay as long as as long as people <laughs> keep listening to our music, we'll be we'll be here and be very uh, grateful, guys. So thank you for saying that, man. All right, there they are, Dan and Shay. Thank you, guys. All right. A couple of months ago, we got an email, and then we turned it into calls, but. There's this woman saying, hey, I'm going on a date with this guy. We've never been on a date before. I was like, well, that's cool. Because we're both flying to Nashville separately. And we're going to go watch your show, my comedically inspirational shows. But it's going to be our first date. And I was like, you stay in the same hotel room? Yeah. But you never, no, we never been. And so I was worried. And so we had him on. And it seemed to us like he might be married. Because that would be a way to get away from the wife. Yeah. And he promised us he was. And he came on the air. When he came on the air, I said, okay, he's not. Because he wouldn't want his wife to hear that. You don't want to hear your husband that's cheating on you on a, a national <laughs> on show going, no, no, man, I'm not married at all. <laughs> so they came and I brought them back to the dressing room, like backstage, met them before a show. And they were they were great. And I wouldn't, I didn't think anything weird about it. Here's a, just a little clip. I took my phone out and I recorded myself with them. This is them. We no, did it. And she <laughs> did not, did she's it. not in danger. I'm not. Yeah, we're having a great time. Blink, blink once if you're in danger. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to So it's, it's going, the date's going pretty good? It's going yes. great, yeah. Okay. So they're here, and we're about to do the show, but brought him back, wanted to meet him, and um, I'm protecting her, and uh, he looks a little sus, I'll be honest with you. He didn't. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> he says he's not married. It was great. They live, I don't know if they're still together or not. They sound happy in the clip. And the, you, We can always look back at that time. Yes, good time. So the update is, she came, she was fine, they had a good date. Don't know if they're still together. If you got either one of you are listening... Send a little note up here and let us know if you're still together. Tickets are on sale now for my next two shows in Nashville. Make the trip to Nashville. Just go to bobbybones.com and get your tickets to my comedically inspirational show. It's it's a comedy show. There's motivation. Eddie and I will play a little Raging Idiots set. There's always a surprise or so. It'll be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys get tickets. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's a lot of different chime sounds sometimes when you're on a flight, and a flight attendant broke down what each chime means. So bing or bong. That's a chime, huh? I guess I was thinking of wind yeah. chimes. Like bing. Okay, go ahead. Ever heard this sound on a plane before? You ever wonder what that means? A high-low chime like that means that one flight attendant is trying to call the other flight attendant or the flight deck is trying to call us. If you hear three of those, that means it's an emergency, but you never will have to hear that. And if you hear just one tone like that, that means that a passenger is calling one of the flight attendants from our seat or they could be calling us from the lavatory over here. Either one. I'm always feeling so guilty when I have to push that. 
and I will basically die of dehydration before I ask for a water. <laughs> yeah. I will be on that Southwest flight. I'm, a, I'm up against the wall. Somebody's sleeping next to me. I won't pee. I'll explode from the inside. And I'll just dehydrate before I will push the button or try to get up. So, but I did one is a drink. Two is them trying to call each other. Three is we're all going to die. Yeah. All right. I got it now. All right. Good. <laughs> Amy, what else? So I pulled this story because I lost my Aggie ring and I have hopes to find it. And that's what happened to this one woman who lost her ring in 1969 when she was in the lake. But a couple was recently fishing and they found the ring. Her initials were on the inside. They were able to track her down. Boom, she has her ring back. When you went back to North Carolina and you were looking for your ring, there was a police officer that was going to help you there. And no luck there, I guess, huh? Yeah, no luck. No luck there. So I don't know what's going to happen. I just want it to happen like this. Someone finds it while they're fishing. Yeah, but probably it's been melted down for gold and we'll never see it again. (laughs) All right. What else? And lastly, Taste of Country put together a list of the best summer country songs of all time. Oh, Chattahoochee's probably on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me think of all time. Summer. I'm just going to sing the word summer. If it's (laughs) There ain't no cure for the summertime blues. That's an Alan Jackson song. That's two Alan Jackson songs. I know. How about... um, Summer. What's that? Not a song. How about I'm, That Summer by Garth? Oh, I used to work for her that yeah. summer. But that's not about summer. It's not? Even it though was, it's called That it Summer? It was about a heck of a summer. It's about a, yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's a creepy summer. It was about a heck of a summer. Amy, what do you have there? In at number five, Buy Me a Boat, Chris Jansen. Well, you can buy me a boat. Okay. Doesn't have the word summer in the title, but okay, I see where we're going now. Sure. All right, number four. Summertime, Kenny Chesney. Two bad feet on the dashboard. Yeah, love and Not slow enough for me. Is that the yoo-hoo? Mm, yoo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. If they slowed it down a little bit, I'd like it a little more. <laughs> I like slow Kenny. Oh, my god. All right, what else? Sam Hunt's Body Like a Back Road. Body Like a Back Road. Just because it came out in the summer? Okay. I mean, great song. <laughs> of all time? If it came out in the summer, it's a, this song makes me like... Not, I don't know. I don't know. You're I, I have trying. nothing. I have not, it's a good song, though. All right, next. Kid Rock All Summer Long. And we were trying different things. You know, I'm going to go no to this one, only because there are two better songs I can already think of that should be on the list, and both are Alan Jackson songs, mm. Chattahoochee and Summertime Blues. <laughs> so let's see what's number one. Yeah, well, the number one song is Chattahoochee. Yeah, yeah. went down yonder on the Chattahoochee, never knew how much had muddy water. I mean, Summertime Blues has to go in there. Probably in place of Sam Hunt or Kid Rock, right? Yeah, we're missing any other ones though. Summer loving had me a blast. From Greece? (laughs) No, man. I'm just saying the word summer and see what comes to my mind. Uh, All right, Amy. Thank you very much. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news with Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Haley Strong was driving in Fairfield, Ohio. It's early morning. She's like, oh, is that a sunrise over there? Oh, no. That garage is on fire. So she drives to the house, and she starts banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Your house is on fire. The garage is on fire. And the husband, wife come out and get all nine of their kids out of the house safe. Nine kids. Nine kids. Also, it must have been pretty bright. You think the sun's coming up? Big ball of fire? It's Mm. a real big ball of fire on Earth. Crazy. Uh, Good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start moving, with Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right, so no matter what kind of mover you've got, They'll feel protected and company while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, Graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing, too, especially with some of these apps. You think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Sure. <sighs>